0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, it is I, your host for another great episode of Political Theater, it is I, Charles Nash, talking to you on the Anchor Spotify network here off our RSS server system here that spreads out to about 40 different channels and networks for your listening needs. And I'm also here with you on the Dark night, Mike, as I am every Sunday now for what I am calling on our show here, the end of the week wrap-up. Now I have lots and lots of news to discuss this evening, so we are going to get right into the mist of everything that we're going to discuss tonight. And we're going to start off tonight with talking about what is going on at the southern border or I should say lack thereof now I reported here about a week ago about all the networks talking about Biden making his comment about he does not need to stop at the southern border aimed the influx crisis of illegal immigrants crime sex trafficking drug trafficking, child molestations going on, murders, he does not feel, even though that he was down at the southern border within the facilities, he does not need to go to the direct southern border and see what's going on down there, see the the mess that him and his administration is allowing to continue to happen. It has gotten so bad, folks. That I've got some articles here for you just to explain and show you the situation that's going on down south. And we're going to start off with this article here, well, from California. This was on all of the major news networks. All of them covered this. Every one of them. Politico was the one who really heightened this the most, so wasn't Fox News on this. That is Governor Newsom of California saying that it's a that the, the illegal immigration, the illegal migrants that are flooding across the southern border, if it continues, that is going to break California, especially especially with Title Forty Two getting ready to expire. So the Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom of California warned on Monday that President's Biden plan to reverse the former President Donald Trump's border policies could break his state. Now, The Biden administration is planning to lift the Trump-era Title 42 policy, which allows the police and border officers to expedite and, exp- and expel illegal immigrants from the country as soon as they come in. Now, Newsom spoke with ABC's News on Monday, said that the fact is that we've got right now, what we've got right now is not working, it's about to break in a post-42 world unless we take some reasonable, responsible ownership of the issue. This is what Gavin
1: Newsom said. As he continued
0: on, he says, I'm saying that as a father... The governor added, I'm saying that as someone that feels responsible for being part of a solution, I'm trying to do my best here. Now, Newsom claimed that the U.S. government is sending more and more immigrants to California because the state is taking care of those folks. He says, the more we do, the burden is placed on dis on us here in California. This is what he said. I'm just telling you what what Governor Newsom here said. He said, we are already at captivating uh, of the, all the cities here around the country and in the state. This is what Newsom said. He continued on. He said, we can't continue to fund all of these sites because of the budgetary pressures now being placed on the state and offsetting issues that he says that we're having to address. He says, the reality is Unless we're doing what we're gonna do, people will end up on the streets. Now, why did I start off with this article here? Well, that's a that's a California is a blue state, folks. California is also what? Sanctuary city state. Remember? Remember the videos coming out from Governor Newsom's office of him and his administration dancing? Remember that? About a year and a half, two years ago? You still see them trickle out of there. People dancing in this administration going, we're a sanctuary city, we're a sanctuary. Remember those videos? They're still posted. You can go on YouTube. You still got some that's on Twitter. They're on all the social media platforms. People dance and celebrate that they were a sanctuary city. This was even under Donald Trump. Remember being defiant? Putting illegal immigrants and criminals before... You American folks, American voters, taxpayers, American citizens. We were supposed to just drop what we're doing and let people just come in from another country and take whatever you had. Or we're supposed to give away our paychecks
1: to house these people. Well, The same, the same individuals who are critics, critics to you and I about how we needed to have
0: proper legal immigration control. Remember how they were they were all over everyone? No, we need to have open borders. Well, now those same individuals, again, are falling, falling to the same issue in which they've created. And now the newest member of that is California and Governor Gavin Newsom. But it doesn't stop there, folks. I've I've got many articles here. Here's another great one. This is from Newsmax. Governor Abbott of Texas to build large portion of Trump's border wall in 2023. Why is that again? Right now, as I'm talking, El Paso has entered in a state of emergency. That is how bad it's getting out in Texas. I'm not making this up. The the crime, the drug trafficking, the fentanyl coming across the border, folks, is out of control. They just had, again, another huge bust here just 24 hours ago of one of the largest sentinel busts coming across the southern border in Texas.
1: Enough to kill people in three
0: states, they said. I don't know what what type of a wake-up call Joe Biden and his administration needs to understand the problem that's coming across the southern border into the United States. You literally have poison coming across
1: the southern border, hitting the streets.
0: I read a report here the other day. This was on the Washington Post. They showed a video on their website of a New York City cop who was in a fentanyl bust. Somehow she got the chemical on herself, the drug itself. They had to give her Narcan three times to get this officer to wake up. This is how deadly this drug is, and it's being laced in with other products now. Products that you could buy from a store,
1: eat at a neighbor's house, drink at a bar, and not know it until it's too late. So I
0: got this article here again. Abbott saying he's going to build a large portion of Trump's wall in 2023 here next year. It says the state of Texas will begin construction <clears throat> on a massive wall along the United States-Mexico border in 2023, essentially completing a portion of the multi-state project instituted by former President Donald Trump during his time in office between 2017 and 2021. It says, according to Texas Governor Abbott, It says a Republican, the construction project will include the installation of a new area of slated wall along the unspecified portion of the border. Also, Abbott said, he expects the project to consume most or potentially all of his 2023
1: year. This is what he had to say. George
0: Abbott said this, he said, more border wall is going to be going up here next month. He goes, it took months to negotiate with private property owners on the border for the right to build on their property. This is what Abbott wrote on Twitter. He said, we now should be building a more, more on the border, more sturdy wall here next year. Now during, and I just want everyone to know this, during Donald Trump's presidency, just down in Texas itself, it says crews worked digitally uh, digital uh, excuse me diligently to complete 1900 miles of the border wall through Texas, New Mexico and Arizona and some portions of California but after president joe biden again folks took office in january of 2021 many of the barrier projects went dormant And they have. Why is this? Why is this again? Why is Joe Biden and his administration sitting on this? Well, I have talked about this candidly, about why
1: that's going on. And it's no secret. Joe Biden and his administration, the Democratic Party,
0: they want illegal immigrants coming across the country. I I know most people are shaking their heads saying, why? Well, lots
1: of reasons. One,
0: cheaper labor. I know that sounds terrible, but that's what happens. They come in, they will take the jobs, the lower offset jobs. They may even come in and get higher paying jobs.
1: But they will come in and take the
0: jobs here in the markets of the United States. The other reason the Democratic Party wants illegal immigrants to come in, especially unchecked, because in blue states that are sanctuary city states, what's happening? Well, you have a lot of states this year that have voted on allowing illegal immigrants to vote. So if, the, if, the, if Joe Biden and his administration are going to allow illegal immigrants to come in, which, against is, which is against the Constitution to allow individuals who are not American citizens to vote, but if the states pass laws in which it allows it, well, then it goes up to the Supreme Court, and who knows how long it's going to take to fight that process. So what does that do to our system? Well, again, that entangles more people, more registered votes for the Democratic Party. And it doesn't matter if they're illegal or not. You have a lot of states, and this, this has been brought up during the election cycle,
1: just here last month. You have a lot
0: of states, folks, who do not go through they do not go through and look at records to who voted. This is why we have such a big problem when it comes to voters, voter turnout, voter registry, voter laws on each individual states. This is why you have over 61% of Americans here in the US off the last poll that was conducted here last month in November, This was right before the midterms. 61% of Americans
1: said that they did not trust the
0: voting process. And if you break that down between states across the country, that's a large number stating that they don't feel that there is a proper procedure and that there isn't cheating going on in the election cycle.
1: If that does not turn out, or turn off, I should say, voters in general, I don't know what does.
0: 61%, a whopping 61% in the last poll. That speaks volumes. But getting back again to the southern border we have all of these issues and i'm, I'm going to tell you right now crime is a big factor in this
1: we have a lot of unchecked
0: individuals coming across the border and with title 42 going away catch and release is going to come right back into play and do you honestly think that a lot of these individuals that are caught and released are going to come back for a court date? Absolutely not. They'll never be heard of again. They will get lost in the system like countless others, hundreds of thousands of others coming across the southern border.
1: And that's with the ones that they do catch.
0: You know, that's just like, I have a lot of people tell me, well, Mr. Nash, what... What about, what about potential terrorists?
1: Well, what about them?
0: You know damn well there's people in this country who's come across the southern border, who's been unchecked coming in, and I can just imagine
1: who they, are, they work for.
0: Does everyone, like I've said before, and I've said this, you know what it's going to take to get the, the, the southern border secured it's going to take another 9-11
1: or another national disaster to happen or someone of great importance being killed, assassinated
0: before someone in the White House and his administration wakes up that we have a national security problem at the southern border, we have real issues at the southern border, that need to be addressed and these issues need to be fixed the problems need to be stopped
1: but again you won't you won't hear any of them and joe biden's administration wanting to address this problem none of them now i am not going to go
0: on all night about the southern border but i wanted to emphasize that that's what's been dominating dominating all of the mainstream media here in the last 48 hours
1: is the southern border
0: speaking of other issues that are 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 dominating the news right now now i i was talking about title 42 that was put into place in 2017 by Donald Trump under his four years of presidency between 2017 and 2021. Now, did everyone see the news here the other day on CBS? I've got to bring this up before I go to my first commercial break. This was on CBS News. Was also on CNN. I I got a really good chuckle out of this. Title of this: House Democrats Introduce Bill to Bar Trump from Office under the Fourteenth Amendment. I I I know what most people are, are are saying here. Well, how the hell how the hell will they stop him from running? He's already announced he's running for twenty twenty four. Well, I told everybody, I've been saying this from the get-go. Your politicians, it doesn't matter if they're Democrats or Republicans, they are terrified of this man. I, I honestly don't know if it's because of his achievements or if it's just because he's outspoken. And he talks about how the system works within both parties and how it's rigged. So that you, the common person, are set, to, set up to fail. You know, like I said, I said this several weeks ago when Dave Chappelle, it was on Saturday Night Live. He talked about this. I played the clip. When he basically said, look, he goes, Trump came out. It's like he came out of a house, he ran out and told everybody, this is what they're doing behind closed doors. I know because I've done it and they're going to continue to do it and that's what we need to stop and runs back in the house it was a funny you know funny little montage there on SNL but still it was the truth so here's what they, they have planned the democratic party to try to stop Donald Trump from his 2024 launch it says house democrats on Thursday introduced legislation that would bar former President Donald Trump from holding any federal office in the future citing section 3 of the 14th amendment <clears throat> if you don't know what it's what the the section 3 of the 14th amendment says this is we're, we're gonna get to that it cites in that provision that the 14th amendment says that no one who has held government office and who engaged in insurrection or rebellion shall be able to hold federal office again. It says Donald Trump very clearly engaged in insurrection on the January 6th 2021 with the intention of overturning the lawful and fair results of the 2020 election. Now, this is what the Democratic Party I'm not saying this is what happened. This is what the Democratic Party is trying to spin. Now, you even have Mitch McConnell in this article. Mitch McConnell even admits that Trump bears responsibility, and he says he, he's saying on the Senate floor there's no question, none, that President Trump is particularly and morally responsible for provoking the events of January 6th. So that's what they're going to try to do to try to disqualify Trump from a presidential 2024 run. They're going to try to do the 14th Amendment under Section 3. Now, it says here that under Section 5 of the 14th Amendment, Congress has the power to pass legislation to implement this prohibition, basically. It says the legislation goes into detail about how Trump pushed his vice president, Mike Pence, to refuse to certify the election results, failed to do anything to denounce the mob assaulting of the Capitol for hours, and intervened with government officials who didn't support his false claims of mass election fraud, among other things. Look, this is what this is going to boil down to. Do I think the Democratic Party and some members of the Republican Party, do I think this boils down to anything? Absolutely not. I actually found this comical. But in the same aspect, what have I said? I've been saying this forever. I said if Donald Trump ran again, what did I say? They were going to throw the kitchen sink at him. No pun intended on that. And here you go. They are going to take their lawyers. You're going to have every Democratic senator. You're going to have Republican senators who hate Donald Trump. Mitch McConnell is one of them. They're going to try to get bipartisan support in any way they can for something like this to pass. Especially with the FBI and the DOJ on Donald Trump's heels about the Marliago
1: raid and sensitive information.
0: Now, do I think that they're going to be able to stop him? No. I think you have too many, what I would like to call insurrectionists, who are, and, and the reason I call them that, and it's in the Republican party, and you have one or two Democrats who are leaving the party and are going to be independents. One of them happened here last week that we we talked about, which was Cinema. And now you may even have Joe Manchin now, who may be stepping aside from the Democratic party as well. Do I feel you're going to have some like I said, I call them the, the insurrection, uh, insurrectionist uh, politicians who are going to go against the grain of their parties. Oh, yes. You're already seeing it right now with the, with the House Speaker debate right now. With McCarthy. It's going to continue. It's going to
1: get worse. I'm going to tell everyone right now.
0: Between now and 2024, you're going to see both Democratic Party and Republican Party implode. And it's going to become so bad. I know people's going, nah, it will. You will see a new party formed. It's been high time for a long time. that we have more than two parties. It is coming. That day is
1: coming. What we're gonna have here,
0: and I I don't even give it six years, we're gonna be like Great Britain. You're gonna have multiple parties and I'm gonna tell you why I believe that's gonna end up happening. I know most people are still shaking their head and saying, come on, Mr. Nash. No, I'm, I'm telling you, it will happen. I give it six years tops. When Democratic or former Democratic Congresswoman Cinema stepped out and became an independent here last week, what did she say? And she was right on the money. She said not only was the Democratic Party way off base, what it formerly was she said the republican party is the same way and she said people look at these two parties and they're becoming ill because it's not what they stand for and the lie within the party the underneath lie of the party itself people are seeing the erosion and when it becomes public
1: knowledge
0: of that erosion People will start forming new roles and new parties. They will. They will go to new channels to fix what needs to be fixed in Washington, D.C. Now, I am over 28 minutes here into the top of the first part of the show. I have to break from my first commercial timeout. I have much, much more news to go over when we come back for the end of the week wrap-up. So stay tuned, and we will be right back. My friends, if you're someone that's out there who likes to go skating, I have the greatest business here in Marion, Ohio for you. That is the Zoomers Skate Club. It is located on 1683 Marion and Mount Gale Road, Marion, Ohio. Zip code 43302. You can give them a call. Telephone number is 740-389-5554. They have a great upcoming New Year's Eve party it starts from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. and it's on Saturday December the 31st now it's a $25 per person admission or you can prepay before uh, December the 23rd $20 there's gonna be a pizza buffet with two drinks again that's from 7 to 9 for that Uh, Hat and Horns along with the Ball Drop at Midnight. So again, that's at Zoomers Skate Club here in Marion, Ohio. So if you want to go out, celebrate the, the beginning of the new year for 2023. That is the happening spot to be at and have a great skating time while doing it. Friends, how many people here love to fly? Maybe you've been on a vacation where it requires you to get in a big commercial airliner, or, or maybe you live somewhere local where you have an owner operator and a small piloted plane who, who does personal rides. Well, if you're someone who loves to fly, or maybe you've never flown before, maybe you have some some kids or family members you'd like to take up in the air, or maybe you just like to do some sightseeing, maybe see a sunset, take a night fly somewhere here around the Ohio area, Uh, maybe locally, maybe a couple miles out. Maybe you're someone who likes to do further rides for longer periods of time. Or again, maybe you're a photographer, like to do some of those nice aerial pictures. Well, I have a great company for you. It's Sparks Fly. It is here in Mount Gilead, Ohio. It is a veteran owned and operated Uh, business here and it's it's owned by pilot and owner Keith Sparks and I'm gonna tell you I had my kids go up here about a week ago and they had a phenomenal time going up in that plane of his now he's got many different types of airplane rides available from a mini tour your basic tour good values better values all the way up to even night flies Uh, they go anywhere up from about 20 minutes all the way up to an hour and 30 minute ride prices vary on depending on the weather conditions the time of the year and where you want to go but again great great company a great aerial view and i'm telling you you will love this if you've never experienced this before it, it he is, he's got a great company hands down so they even do flight instructions for individuals too. Maybe you want to get your pilot's license. They do that as well. There's several different ways to contact Sparks Fly, and that is one: you can go to their webpage with it, which is www.sparksflyllc.com. You can also call owner Keith Sparks' phone number four one nine. 5606130, or even drop him a line at Keith at sparksflyc.com. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's me again, Charles Nash, your host from Political Theater. When you wake up in the morning, you're tired. You're trying to fumble around the bedroom, find your way down the stairs into your kitchen. And what's the one thing you want to do? You want to get woke up. Well, that's where I have a problem. In the morning, I try to find the best coffee that I possibly can. The regular things off the store shelves just don't work for me. But I found a coffee and a company that does. It's called Black Rifle Coffee. Now, Black Rifle Coffee is made and owned by veterans here in the United States. They serve a premium coffee. The coffee is imported from highly qualified coffee beans from Colombia and Brazil. They're roasted for five days at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. They have some of the best coffee that you can imagine one cup and even a half a cup gets me woke up in the morning and I've got enough energy to carry me through the rest of the day so I'm here to tell you about Black Rifle Coffee you can go online to blackriflecoffee.com order from their web page they will ship it to your house directly they've got several different kinds of roasts and again some of the best coffee you'll ever have That's Black Rifle Coffee. And if you don't want to believe me or take my word for it, go to their website. You can get a free trial yourself and taste the magic in their coffee. Again, that's Black Rifle Coffee. Try it. When you were in need, of drain and plumbing services. There's only one place, ladies and gentlemen, for local service that you can actually rely on. That is Dolan Drain and Plumbing Service. Located in Cardington, serving the Morrow County area, Dolan Drain and Plumbing offer quality service and customer satisfaction. With drain cleaning, camera inspections, and a full plumbing service, they offer a 24/7 emergency service for you and your family when the unexpected rears its ugly head. Billing is easy and affordable and they offer a 10% off for services with cash payments. So if you are in need of a drain or a plumbing service issue, call Doolin and Plumbing Service, area code 419-560 6807, and put your drain and plumbing services in their hands. You'll be thankful you did, folks. When it comes to Mother Nature, anything is possible. And with the unknown possibility comes severe weather. With these severe weather, what usually happens? You get down trees. Once the tree is removed, you've got these stumps just sitting everywhere they're ungodly and they're just sitting in your yard folks rather in the backyard the front yard up against your house and they're just a sight for sore eyes you have to mow around them you have to stare at them through your windows your neighbors don't like seeing it it makes your property values go down and over time stumps start to decay become sinkholes, or even become bug infested And who wants to have to call an exterminator for an extra cost? But folks, there is an answer to this problem. It's called Neidhart's Stump Removal and Land Clearing Operations. A family owned and operated business, Neidhart's Stump Removal offers not only stump removal, but forestry logging, tree cutting services, demolition, as well as excavation. And they're fully insured if something would happen while they're on the job. For more information, you can contact them at 740-751-5654 or visit their website at www.NineHeartStumpRemoval.com or send your questions to info at NineHeartStumpRemoval.com. stress, headaches, and long hours at work. That pain in your lower back that just won't go away. Day after day, week after long week. You for once wish you could be pampered. Get some feeling of relaxation you've long deserved. Well, I'm happy to announce you can. And it's easy, affordable, and just a click or phone call away. When life has taken away my relaxation, I check into the Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness. Located at 6174 Commerce Drive, Suit E in Mount Galead, Ohio. Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness offer a wide variety of services, including relaxation massage, therapeutic deep tissue massage, cupping, hot stones, prenatal massage facials, facial waxing and cupping, eyebrow tinting and eyelash lifting, CBD Muscle Mender, and even aromatherapy. They are a five-star rated business. Operating hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, check out their Facebook page or tailoredmassagetherapyandwellness.com. You can also contact them by email at tailoredmassagewellness@gmail.com at or by phone, area code five six seven two three three thirty two eighty eight. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Charles Nash, from Political Theater. You know, I get to do a lot of local ads for small businesses and businesses that are just opening up here in Ohio. And out of all of them that I've done ads for, there's one that really stands out to me just because of the story behind it, and it's so touching. That would be Footprints and Wax. Now, they are a fairly new small family business, they are located between galleon and mount Gilead, ohio they create all natural hand poured soy wax melts all natural chemical free face body hand feet and lip scrubs chemical free products that help eliminate many dangerous toxins from entering the home and our bodies they also create hand painted beautiful wooden ornaments for any occasion the perfect gift for loved ones and with the holidays just around the corner who could pass up on their wide variety of gift baskets they have to offer pricing is reasonable and affordable they provide a professional and speedy process while also trying to maintain the highest quality of products for their customers working hours are monday through sunday 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or on their web page at www.footprintsandwax.com. Or you can call the owner, Missy Boggs, area code 419-569-1222 for further questions, and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Thanks, folks. I used to think that I was sure of what made people tick. You strip them down right to their core and find they're self-centered and sick. I thought when the push came to the shove, I knew just what I'd do.
1: I'd put me before you. But you didn't. I guess I didn't. You can be a cynic and a sinner who can always see the
0: flaws. But even if you lost your way, you don't have to stay a lost cause. So, can we do a little good? And we are back coming in from our first commercial timeout for our Think Local First businesses here. I've got Will Farrell and Ryan Reynolds there with uh, Spirited. If you have not seen that show, it's on Apple TV. A very good movie. Uh, I'm telling everybody: if you if you love classic Christmas songs and 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 good movies and things with natured with those, um, it, it's a new production movie. There, it's a it's a, it's a musical, but a comedy. Uh, again, it's spirited. I would suggest everybody get out and watch that again. You can watch that on Apple TV. And that is Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds and many other people in that that movie as well. But spirited. It's a it's a good good movie for the family. Good fun. Now, I was talking about before I went to break. I was I was talking about the how I feel within the next 6 years. That's what I give it that you're going to see more than just the Republican and the Democratic Party. Remember I said it's because you're going to see what they call the, the outcasts or the unredeemables in politics. People casting aside either the Republican or Democratic Party, and you're going to see other parties formed. Folks, it will happen. I'm telling you. Look over in, in Great Britain, for example. They used to be a small party system as well. Now it's a major party system of different parties because of the same issue that was going on in Washington. Now speaking, like I said, of the individuals who I like to call the outcasts, the rebels, the ones who go against the politicians who go against the grain of the party. Remember I said Joe Manchin? Joe Manchin of West Virginia Democrat. Well, Joe Manchin today sidestepped some questions about leaving the Democratic Party because it's being it's become known that he's not happy and he may also be joining cinema and just walking away from the Democratic Party. You know what his sidestep answer was today, folks? He says, I'll let you know later. So Senator Joe Manchin, this was reported on the Hill. This is where I first seen this. Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat of West Virginia on Sunday today, sidestep questions about whether if he was going to leave the Democratic Party after being asked about his comments regarding his serving in the Senate as an independent voice. As Manchin avoided saying outright if he joined fellow centrist, or as I say, outcast, political outcast, Christine Sinema of Arizona, who also shocked Washington earlier this month when she announced that she was becoming an independent and was leaving the Democratic Party. I'm telling you, it's going to start happening. Telling everybody here, it's going to start happening. But I just, again, I I like to give reinforcement to what I'm talking about. That's another great example. Now, I have some other articles here that I want to talk about that I feel are very newsworthy. The next one that we're going to get into here is COVID. I got more more articles here coming out about covid folks more this one here i talked about this last week about how you have people in different health divisions and companies that worked on development of the actual covid virus coming out now and saying look this was a bioweapon that was not securely and procedurally handled, and it escaped. Now, this has also been talked about by the Republican Party, about they they plan on putting out committees, especially looking at Dr. DeFauci after the first of the year about COVID. So I've got this article here from Fox News. It says COVID origins may have been tied to China's bioweapons program. This is a report from the GOP. This is Republican members of the House Intelligence Committee are alleging in a newly released report that there are indications that the COVID-19 could have been tied to China's biological weapons research program and spilled over to the general human population during an incident at the Wuhan Institute of Biology. This is the information was released in a minority staff report by members of the House Prominent Select Committee on Intelligence on Wednesday night. They talked about the origins of the SARS-CoV-2. They talked about the IC failed uh, contingencies that was not addressed during the government's involvement and in a declassified assessment of the origins of COVID-19 by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence in October of 2021 there's also a report that came out Wednesday night that states that the SARS-CoV-2 was probably not a biological weapon adding we remain skeptical on the allegations of the SARS-CoV-2 was a biological weapon because they are supported by scientifically involved claims. But they also noted that the lab leak theory is quite possible and probable. Wednesday's report... Also released by the House, Republicans also alleges that the investigation revealed serious shortcomings of both the classified and declassified versions of the Intelligence Committee's findings from previous investigations and states that the omissions were likely skewed under public understanding of key issues and deepened mistrust. Now the committee says here that they believe the ic the ic downplayed the important information uh, relating to the possible links between covid and china bioweapons researched based in part on the input and output experts and the findings in which they're finding now that is coming to light so there you go more information now coming out about the true nature of covid its origin who was propping it up, and why. And folks, this goes all the way back to the last two years under Barack Hussein Obama. Not surprising, none the least. Now, speaking of, all of the misinformation that has been Placed by the Democratic Party over the last several years. Let's just say five years now. All through the Trump presidency for four years. Now we've had it the last two years. So you're looking at six years now by the Democratic Party over misinformation. You got all the big tech companies. Misinformation. Killing freedom of speech. Well, I've got this... other article here from Newsmax. The plot even deepens even more. The Twitter ban linking to Facebook, Instagram, and other rivals. If You have not heard about this. I'm sure everyone has by now. You had the big data leak that came out from owner, newfound owner of Twitter, Elon Musk, about the Twitter files. And he's continuing to dump all of these these hidden files about how the DOJ, the FBI, the CIA, big international government organizations downplayed not only just political roles of election mishandling, but they also downplayed, censored,
1: COVID, free
0: speech, And was actually targeting individuals in the media and in the public themselves, yourselves, our own public. Individuals like myself, they were censoring our information and we were being blacklisted. Now, why is this relevant to what I was just talking about with the COVID, the COVID articles that's coming out? The investigations now it's going to be happening after the first of the year with the new Republican head committees, well, it's all tied together. Twitter users will no longer be able to link certain rival social media websites now, including what the company describes Sunday today as prohibited platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Mastodon. It's the latest move that Elon Musk, who owns Twitter now, he's cracking down on certain speech-related mainstream or, or, or excuse me, mainstream media um, speech patterns in which they shut down Twitter accounts last week. When you had somebody that was tracking his flight, they're also going through, like I said, related to the COVID files. They're going through and they're looking at everybody that was blacklisted for misinformation. You had doctors that were being blacklisted, folks, for misinformation when they were talking about COVID. You had many doctors that are coming out who worked in these bio companies, who was handling the virus handling the breakdown of the virus. Some of these same companies that I talked about last week are the individuals who are making what? The COVID-19 vaccines. Isn't that a coincidence? The same doctors and scientists who were blacklisted by Twitter and other big tech companies Blacklisted. So that way they they could tweet, but no one was going to see it. They could post an article, but no one was going to see it. Those same individuals that are coming out of the woodwork now are finally being heard. And the stories, the documents, the accusations that are coming out now and this is all going to come to light after the first of the year. I'm telling everybody, you're going to see the real side of where this all started and how it, how, how it came to be. And I'm not trying to sound like a conspiracy theorist. But you're going to see how a major role was played by the federal government. And I'm telling everybody, this goes clear back to Barack Obama. You mark my words. That's just like a lot of these companies today as well. You had here the other night, you have a lot of social media platforms who are just going ape shit over what Donald Trump announced here the other day. It was on Newsmax and many other major networks. Politico had it, The Hill had it, Yahoo News. I got a kick out of this because the the mainstream media, especially CNN and MSNBC, oh man, did they have a meltdown over this. Did everyone see what Donald Trump put out? Trump announced, since he's running for his 2024 presidency, this is another reason why I read that article earlier about how they're going to... Try to stop him under Title 14, Section 3. Oh, you had lots of people in Washington also biting at the chops. Donald Trump announced a multi step agenda to protect free speech and tackle big tech. And it has a lot of people worried in both parties. They're worried, folks, that this is going to gain speed. If you go to the Hill right now, Do you know what the top of their article is right now? Donald Trump is having a bad week, and the loom of a federal indictment against him is just overshadowing everything. So I I want everybody to to hear this. It says, Former President Donald Trump unveiled a five-point plan to tackle censorship Thursday night vowing to protect lawful speech from being labeled as disinformation newsmax provided coverage of the strategy rollout they interviewed donald trump it says among the key pledges listed by trump if he wins the 2024 presidential election are the signing of an executive order barring government collusion with big tech and investigating the Biden administration's dealings with social media platforms. This is what he said. He said, I will order the Department of Justice to investigate all parties involved in the new outlined censorship regime and to aggressively prosecute any and all crimes identified the former president outlined, listing a number of potential violations. Now, Trump also stated that he would bar federal money from labeling speech as disinformation and fire any federal bureaucrat who participates in, urging House Republicans to immediately send provision letters, ensuring evidence is not destroyed. It says Section 230 of the Communications didn't say appears to be getting a revisit if Trump wins presidency again in 2024, stressing that he would ask Congress to send a bill to his desk, revising the doctrine to get in online platforms to get out of censorship business. Now, the Section 220 generally provides immunity for website platforms to, with respect to third-party content for now. But they're saying, and under Donald Trump's plan, digital platforms will qualify and will not have immunity protections if he becomes president in 2024. Now, you can go to thehill.com. You can look at this list of all of the multi-step speech protection plan agenda that Donald Trump has that he's setting up here and it got a lot of heads turning essentially what this is going to do folks government the federal government will not be able to intervene on free speech anymore not at all Which government shouldn't be involved in it anyway. But you can go and look at the the, the article yourself here. It's under Newsmax. It says, Trump announces multi-step agenda to protect speech, tackle big tech. Now, there has also been news here. This was also on Newsmax as well, and I wanted to talk about this. You have House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy, Republican from California, when it comes to President Trump and Joe Biden, two individuals who have been in the spotlight, good and bad, here the last several months and years. But you have leader Kevin McCarthy. He is vowing to subpoena now 51 intelligence agencies and agents that impacted the 2020 presidential election by calling the Hunter Biden laptop story a Russian disinformation campaign. Now, why am I bringing this up after what I just read about Donald Trump? Well, because again, federal government getting involved in disinformation It was disinformation on the the Russian, the Russian information, disinformation campaign that was used against Donald Trump. It's the same thing about what's coming out, about how they used to the FBI, the DOJ downplayed the Hunter Biden laptop issue. Now you have leader Kevin McCarthy. He's doing this, folks. I'm I'm just going to point this out here. Kim McCarthy's only doing this, and key individuals of the Republican Party. The only reason they want to investigate Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, one, it does need to be done, but he's, he's doing this because he's trying to, to win House Majority Leader. Which he's in a with Ke- Kevin McCarthy's in an uphill battle right now. But again, you have him saying that there was 51 intelligent agents that signed a letter that the Hunter Biden information was all wrong, was Russian collusion. Many of them have a security clearance, McCarthy added, who is widely expected to become House Speaker on January 3rd. McCarthy said that they will be brought before a House committee hearing, testify, and questioned. He wants to know why they signed this letter, why they lied to the American public. He wants to look at Clapper and Brennan in particular. Why did they use the reparation that the American was? America was able to give you more information but use it for a political purpose and lie to the American public. There's a long list of of questions McCarthy wants to ask these 51 federal agents and their bosses because now that the Twitter information has come out they're starting to see a treasure trove of the lies that's been going on the last six years. And what have we learned from the Democratic Party? Well, if you lie under oath about anything, well, you should be prosecuted, hogtied, and walked right out of Washington, D.C. It's going to be very interesting after the first of the year, folks. How all of these legal proceedings are going to transpire and what's going to happen. Very interesting. But I, I just, I had to, to, to bring that, this article up. It goes into that field of all of the misinformation, lies, the scandals, the truth of not-truths, the attack on free speech by big tech. It's all inner All of it. So it'll be very interesting to see what is going to come about after January 3rd when the 118th Congressional House takes office. Talking about being under pressure still, I've got one more article here I want to share before I go to my last commercial timeout here. And and this one is about our good old Secretary of Transportation, good old Pete Buttigieg himself. Now Pete Buttigieg here on here last week he was ripped for using taxpayer funded money for private for his private jet. This is the same man who has been talking about how the American public needs to cut emissions. How you have American pilots, American businesses, need to cut emissions. But yet you have a man here who wants everyone to walk the walk, but he can't talk the talk, nor walk the walk himself, and it's just very fitting. Again, I bring this up. We have talked about this for months and months and months with these these key issues, but nothing is ever being done. I just want to point out the, assassin, the asinine manner in which you have individuals within Joe Biden's party who wants to put all of these. <laughs> Green New Garbage deals on everybody, but they don't want to follow their own rules and regulations. Pete Buttigieg is just the next great example, and he has been an example, a very poor excuse an example, but he is still an example, a very bad example. So you have the White House Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg. He was roasted for climate hypocrisy after flight data revealed he flew on taxpayer funded jets while advocating for the need to reduce carbon emissions so boo judge again he's 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 an advocate for increased government action to curb carbon emissions he took at least 18 flights using taxpayer funded private jets since taking office 18 So on the show outnumbered uh, co-host emily um she asked the question she goes is it ridiculous to me that our tax dollars are funding for someone to travel internationally to canada to pick up an award for advocating lbgtq rights why then you wouldn't and your symbolicism of advertisement take a commercial airline she says that the notion that his holier than thou nonsense is costing me money is costing taxpayers money while he sits there and advocates that we use, need to use tax dollars to stop carbon emissions when he's doing exactly what he's fighting that's a good point Now, some people said that it was a joking manner, but it's actually a very good point. Now, again, why do I bring these articles like this up? Very simple. It's very simple, folks. Elections have consequences. We have individuals, again who are in roles who have no idea what the hell they're doing. And Pete Buttigieg is a fine example of this. This is the man who wants to kill carbon emissions for green, new, clean energy. But yet in his hypocrisy, he's out there riding around in private jets, throwing more emissions out than anybody else but he wants you to curb your carbon emissions. He doesn't, he doesn't fold title to that. This is also the same individual who wants you to somehow buy a car, an electric car, a 60 to $100,000 car, but says, I don't, that might be the answer, but I don't know how normal American taxpayers are supposed to pay for this. How the poor are supposed to pay for new electric cars. It's just supposed to happen. No answers. Those out asinine solutions that, again, folks, aren't gonna work. We don't even have the energy grid for this green new garbage that they're advocating. But here we go. They can't even follow their own advice. Folks, I have to go to timeout here. Uh this will be the last commercial timeout. When we come back, I'm gonna wrap up the show here. So stay tuned and we'll be right back my friends how many people here have a driveway or maybe have a driveway that needs repaired well i have a great company here it is kb the gravel guy llc now they are located in mid ohio in the ohio area they are basically a gravel company. They will come in, completely redo your driveway. Maybe you have some holes that need to be filled in. Well, KB the Gravel Guy can take care of that for you. Now I have their information here. You can rather go to their Facebook page under KB the Gravel Guy, or you can give them a telephone call. Area code four one nine. or you can even message them through their Facebook page and app. Again, that's KB, the Gravel Guy, for all of your gravel needs. Time. A word we take for granted. As the years pass by, so does one's age. Families and loved ones share memories and moments. Many times, as loved ones pass on, they bequeath antiques from their past that end up carrying on into the future through their loved ones as antique items are handed down through generation to generation. Friends, if you're someone like me, Antiques are a way to pass along one story onto the next generation. And maybe that's why my friends at the On the Square Antiques specialize in just that antiques. Located in downtown Mount Gilead, Ohio, On the Square Antiques feature fine antiques, collectibles, furniture, Grand Millennial, Granny Chick artwork and very nice jewelry store hours are Wednesday through Saturday 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Sunday 12 to 4 p.m. they arrange payments very easily and you can pick up at your own convenience or shipping options are available for more information check out their Facebook page on on the square antiques Or you can message them at onthesquareantiques at yahoo.com or even by phone, area code 614-330-6322. And as they always say, happy antiquing. Friends, when it comes to big, costly concrete projects, rather for the residential, commercial, or just for decorative needs, you want a company that's reliable and professionally dependable. That's why for all of my concrete project needs, I contact the people at Pennington Concrete. Pennington Concrete is locally owned and an operated business. They specialize in residential, commercial, and decorative concretes and they are a five-star rated business so if you have any concrete projects and need help getting your concrete masterpiece off the ground put the trowel tools down and call the professionals at Pennington Concrete you'll save loads of time money and headaches for more information you can contact Pennington Concrete at 740 396 7620, or check out their Facebook page under Pennington Concrete, and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Need an outside cleaning? Better call ProSelect! House siding, brick or exterior dirtied or mildewed? Better call ProSelect! ProSelect! deck looking dingy or yellowed? Better call ProSelect! How about gutter stains or window smudges? You better call ProSelect! ProSelect Exterior Cleaning and Services. For more information or to schedule a free estimate, call 740-504-8311 or visit their website at ProSelect LLC or Facebook Email them at proselect.es at gmail.com for more information. How many people love sweets? Well, if you're anything like me, folks, you always have that sweet tooth. But there's a solution when it comes to your Sugar Delight needs. Introducing Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery. With over 40 plus years in bakery experience, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is your one-stop shop for all your bakery sweets that you're ever gonna need, folks. From delicious sugar cookies decorated to match any special party or party theme occasion, pies and amazing cupcakes, from garment flavors to traditional and fabulous wedding cakes for that one-in-a-lifetime moment. Sprinkle Lisa Cookies & Cakery is hands down the professional and dependable business that you need to order from. For more information, contact Sprinkle Lisa Cookies & Cakery at 419-709-0918, or check out their Facebook page for more details and special offers. Dad, I want a cookie. Looks like I'm going to be making a late night order to Lisa Sprinkles Cookies and Cakeries, folks. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming
1: to town.
0: He's making a list Checking it twice Gonna find out who's naughty and nice Santa Claus is coming to town And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. I have uh, good old Frank Sinatra here with Santa Claus is coming to town. If that does not get you in to the Christmas spirit, I don't know what will. Now, we are, as of tonight, seven days away here from next Sunday, which is Christmas Day. So, again, if you're not ready for Christmas, it's fast approaching, folks. And I'm going to tell you right now, something else that's fast approaching, I was just watching the National Weather Service, and they are predicting... A very big winter storm warning for most of the northern part of the United States. And if you're here in central Ohio, it looks like we're going to be getting at least, from what they're roughly saying, between three to seven inches of snow. Uh, That's supposed to be starting, I believe, on Friday and into Christmas Eve, Saturday into Christmas Sunday. So... It looks like in many parts of the United States, mostly the the, the Northeast states, you're you're going to be getting a significant amount of accumulation of snow. If you're traveling, this is probably going to impact your traveling plans. So please, please be safe out there and and um, come up with a good traveling plan or secondary option in case your your flights would be canceled or delayed. Um, But that's what it looks like. It looks like it's going to be a white Christmas out there for everyone this year. Now I have two more articles here that I would like to discuss before the end of tonight's show. The first one here goes right into what I was talking about with Joe Biden, the Democratic Party, even looking at Donald Trump for 2024 and the Republican Party. And that is the way that the American public is is looking ahead, not just for 2023, but going into 2024 as well. And I know that's a year away from now. And we're, we're just a little under two weeks away from the new year. But I wanna read this, this new poll it's uh nearly two-thirds of voters dissatisfied with the country's direction. Now this was as of today, Sunday, December the 18th. This is a new USA Today uh, surfix University pool. And again, it reveals that nearly two-thirds of American voters are dissatisfied, with the way the country is going and the direction it's going, <clears throat> so it says for the survey here. So this is for this poll, which is uh, they res- they they looked at a thousand registered voters over a, a three week time span. It says voters over a recent time span here, especially within the last five days. Looks like they've got this from December the seventh to the eleventh. It says sixty-five percent of respondents. It says believe that the American direction in which this country is headed, the administrative direction, sixty-five percent say it's headed in the right direction. It says that's notable change from last December, when only 57% of the survey takers were outwardly pessimistic about the nation's future. It said the negative vibes aren't conclusive to the Democrats currently carrying the House and Senate, which we know is about is, is changing after January 3rd. They said this is just until July, like I'm talking about. It says at the time, it says Republicans will take control of the House chambers after January 3rd. The majority of the U.S. citizens surveyed minimal or even waning confidence in either party, putting America back in the right track. So there you have it. Surveyed people in this USA Today pool are optimistic. Either party is going to get anything done, even with the Republicans taking control of the House with a lame duck government. It says when asked about the uh, the outlook for the new year. So this is going into 2023. It says 24% chose worried, 18% selected exhausted and 11% went with a more ominous-sounding fearful. Boy, that is just dismal. It says on the flip side, it says 39% of respondents chose hopeful, and 5% chose enthusiastic. Now, look, I'm not trying to sound terrible here, but what the hell do you have to look forward to? with the current administration that we have, and all of the issues that we have going on. And again, folks, I said this here last week. I've been saying this. Hell, I might as well say this until the cows come home or I, I sprout elf ears. Washington is dysfunctional because of the simple fact, right now, you have a president who has no idea of who he is, where he is, and what he's doing the people pulling the strings in the in the in the Democratic Party and even in the Republican Party are are so delusional about what direction and what key issues, key problems we need to work on. Everybody is sidestepping those problems. And we're worrying about stupid issues like gay marriage or What color needs to be up on the White House lawn for the holiday season? Those are the types of things that they're worried about. They're not worried about national security. They are sure as hell, either party, not worried about funding America and what needs to be uh, funded. And stop and, and, and cut the pork barrel spending, wasteful spending. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So when someone says 5% shows enthusiastic, enthusiastic about what? The only thing that's enthusiastic that I've seen here in the last two weeks that I've actually been enthusiastic about and happy or hopeful was gas prices actually dropping. They're almost down under $3. That was the only hopeful piece of news that I've heard and actually seen and witnessed. Continuing on with this this survey here, it says high inflation and the economy, which collected 35% of the votes in this survey. Most people said here in the survey, my power bill is about $600 a month. That used to be half of that. That was from a Janet Brown out in California based. She was a Republican. She works as a mortgage broker. She told USA Today, meat's way up, chicken is up, everything is up, up, up. They've got all different people here surveyed. It says, if you're on a fixed income, this lady said, you know, I just don't know what some people do. There was another issue on the survey here. It says, the vague issue of threat to democracy. That's the exact wording. Ranked second. At 12%, it says an immigration slotted in at third uh, third place with 10% in the survey. Now, it said in seventh place, we're skipping down here to seventh place, it says 5% of respondents expressed a main interest in over-detailed investigations covering President Biden, the White House administration, and Biden's son, Hunter specifically his business relationships with Ukraine and China while his father was vice president to President Barack Obama. You have a Peter, this guy named Peter Grant here, a Democratic voter in the survey. He owns a small business out in, um, well, uh, Waldboro, Maine. This is what he said. He said, um, we're in some 10, ten uh, To times, things are not good for the country right now in a lot of ways. He said, I'm just kind of sick of all of the investigation and negative investigations. So there you have it. They're they're giving you examples of what people, what their comments was, why they were voting on certain topics. But there you go. A majority, I'm, I'm reading the headline here. It says two thirds of voters dissatisfied with country's direction. You can read it yourself. There's a little bit more to this article. Uh, they give a little bit more of a breakdown with, with certain things. A good read, but again, <clears throat> why do I bring this up? Well, it's just like all of the other national polls that's been going on since five months before the midterm elections, folks. Nothing is trending good. Nothing. 2020 has been a dismal dark year and that's why tonight on the end of the week wrap-up i'm also getting into the end of the year topics here these are all topics that have been going on all year and i'm trying to get these wrapped up because that's still what's all dominating the news headlines now the last bit of news here I'm going to end the show with is somewhat of a good piece of news. Now, I don't want people to get misconstrued with what I'm about to talk about here. This made major headlines. And that is the announcement of Fusion Energy and the breakthrough with it. Now, if you don't know what Fusion Energy is, I'm I'm going to basically sum this up so that anybody can understand what Fusion Energy is. Take the sun. The sun is a great example of fusion energy. The sun does what? It has been around since the dawn of time. They're not even really sure scientists are on how old the sun really is. But we know it still hasn't got, it's not even halfway through its life cycle. Just because of the different stages the sun goes through. But the sun is a piece of fusion energy, folks. It sustains itself. The gases sustain the burning molecular structure of the sun. It's self-sustaining. It generates energy on its own. Consumes it and then puts out energy all in the same rhythmic pattern. Now, scientists, for Years and years and years have been studying this, trying to come up with a breakthrough. Because, well, that would be the next piece of sustainable energy that's actually clean, actually clean, and could be used in the future for all mankind. You want to talk about clean energy and putting your money, (coughs) excuse me, putting your money into a project that actually is going to end with good results and a good outcome for for energy itself, fusion energy is the way to go. So for the first time, scientists have produced a fusion reaction that creates a net energy gain like the sun. A key milestone in the quest for abundant zero carbon power this came out from the Department of Energy. They announced this on um, Tuesday. Uh, this was on the Washington Post. That's what they reported. It was also on all the major headlines. It says, despite the breakthrough, it says the, uh, the chemical use of such technology is still probably decades away. But they said the government has, <clears throat> has put mass amounts of investment over the years in the fusion energy and it might actually have paid off now you did have in this article you did have people from the white house from the Biden administration talking about and emphasizing that this is going to be the wave of the future but you had doctors on here scientists like dr scott sue he's he's the lead fusion coordinator at the office of under secretary for science and innovation for the US department of energy this is what he had to say he said the race for fusion is also a race for the future global leadership this is what he told cbs cbc news and cbs news he emphasized that while fusion has a long enjoyed international collaboration and should continue to do so He said, make no mistake, fusion is now also an international competition. He said, failure for the U.S. to act in this properly, he said, would doom us in the future of fusion technology. Look, now why do I bring this up? Now everybody knows that I am this big crab when it comes to green energy. Why is that? I have nothing against green clean energy folks. If you can do something that's cheaper and it works and you put in the time, what I like to call the model for crawl, walk, run, you you come up with the idea, you make sure it works, then you 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 build within your infrastructures to power and facilitate such a plan of energy of clean energy and then the the run part is everything is operating it's self-sustaining it works it works for the people it works for the public it works for you and i i'm all for it the problem that i have now is with the democrats and republicans and people in washington with this clean new energy garbage great example electric cars that's not clean new energy, and it's nothing new. We don't have the grids. We don't have the capabilities to run such things and power them across the country. We don't even have an up-to-date electrical system and all of our power grids across the country. When you issue a warning for people to, to plug in their cars that it could, plug, it could cause a, a power failure in their state or city, what does that say? Did they implement a crawl, walk, run procedure and it works? No. That is what I have a problem with. I don't have a problem with clean energy if it works. If it's affordable. If it's sustainable and long-lasting and it works again for the public's best interest. For the world, for the environment's best interest. Then I am all for that. But don't lie and scare people and sell people on a lie. Now, what do I think about this breakthrough with fusion? Why did I bring this up? It's a great topic. I think fusion is a good energy. A good alternate energy. But let me make one thing clear. The one thing I want to get clear is, is this, what have scientists said, even though they made this breakthrough, we are decades away from perfecting this and having it workable for you, the American public, for people in general, in the energy sector itself. See, this I can, I can believe in, and this I can see us working in the future towards. But again, you have to implement it correctly. Crawl, walk, run. Not just slop it down on a piece of paper by Congress or a president and say, we're going to pump billions and trillions of dollars into this, and we have no idea what we're doing. We have no operational... Uh, Placement of how we're going to get all this up off the ground to make it work. We're just going to slop it out there and say, well, you're going to go to this. This is the alternative. What? What? We can't We can't sustain this? Well, too bad. It's the alternative. And then cut everything that people are reliant, reliant on right now. Gas. Rather, fossil fuels gas that comes out of the ground propane you name it coal you can't cut those things and say well here's your alternative we don't have any way to sustain what we're selling people but it's it's the only way that's called a piss poor rollout and then when you sell people on fear like these climate experts do Or John Kerry, the climate czar. We're all going to be underwater in seven years. No, we're not. Maybe if people actually did some scientific research in the field of how the world changes, maybe more people like myself would get on board with green energy. That works. That's not a lie. And that is the problem I have, folks, when it comes to the green new energy garbage and the monotonous, asinine commercial selling of fear within that sector itself. They're not doing anything to help the environment. They're not doing anything to help you or I. It's a scheme to make money and to sell fear. It has nothing to do about helping the environment or helping you and your family. So I just wanted to share this because I have a lot of people say that I am really negative when it comes to energy alternatives for the future. I'm not. I think I've made it pretty clear the problems that I have with it and what people could do to, to actually work towards a better future. That makes sense. That actually does work. But again, folks, the answer is not the government. It's never going to be the government. And I will end tonight's show with saying this over this article. You've all heard me say this before. I'm going to quote Ronald Reagan. When he said, if government ever comes to your door and says they're here to help, you better turn around and run like hell. Because they're not there to help you. They're never going to be there to help you. It's the opposite. He was absolutely true. And that, that statement of his stands tall and firm to this very point in this very moment today especially with what's happening now in this current administration under Joe Biden. And that, folks, is the truth. Now, that is the last news article, folks, that I have. I'm going to go ahead, as I wrap up the show here tonight, I'm going to go ahead and start a tradition here. And this tradition is, uh, right before Christmas here, I'm going to start a nice Christmas song here. It's by Mannheim Steamroller. Uh, We're going to start doing this every year for the end of the year for Christmas. You know, this tradition, folks, this tradition was started on the IB network. I'm not part of the the IB network. Um, the IEB network was network that Rush Limbaugh was on. <clears throat> and you know, <clears throat> excuse me here. I'm losing my voice. Uh, I, I just want to say this. It has it's it's going on over it's been over a year now, going on 2 years that Rush Limbaugh has is, is no longer with us anymore. If you were if you were a Rush baby or a listener, I think everybody can remember his sign off with this. It was one of his very last shows that he did before he passed. And you know, he made a comment that one day he wasn't going to be able to do the show anymore. And I always think back to that episode of his show. Um, and they had a, he had a tradition of every year at the end of the year, right before Christmas, of playing Silent Night by Mannheim Steamroller. And it's a beautiful song within itself. And I think it would be fitting that... I'm going to carry on that tradition at the end of the year, every year, before Christmas, and before I sign off, to play this song, in honor of Rush Limbaugh, for all those people out there that listen to him, and the lives that he changed, and the good that they did, and I think I'm going to carry that tradition on, or at least try to carry that tradition on, and I also want to thank, I want to thank all of my listeners, I want to, I want to thank you for tuning in every week. Uh, this is going on two years that I have been doing this show. I never would have ever have thought I would have had this many people listening to me, not just here in the United States, but around the world and when I look at the numbers and I I get the feedback uh, it's overwhelming and and I want to thank you uh, for all of your support I want to thank you for listening in I want to thank everybody all of my sponsors Uh, I couldn't do this without you. I want to thank Spotify and Anchor uh, for giving me such a great platform here to host my show on. And I also want to thank all of my Think Local First businesses. Um, I don't get anything in return, folks. I do it out of the goodness of my heart to help people out. Money is not everything. And sometimes people... And their dreams need need hope, need word out there to grow, and that's that's why I do free advertisement as well. So, <clears throat> from me here at Political Theater, uh, from Spotify and Anchor, who hosts my show, I want to thank everyone again from the bottom of my heart. I want to thank all of you for listening. Have a safe and Merry Christmas. Have a Happy New Year. And I'm telling you, folks, 2023 has to be better than what it has been here in 2022 because 2022 has been, I think, a disaster for many. And everyone's looking for a new start. So again... Merry Christmas, and have a Happy New Year.